Welcome to the Amiga Ireland podcast for November. I'm Jarlath. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. Luke, how have you been doing? Not too bad at all, to be honest. I've been browsing C64 Music Disc, and I have encountered a very interesting music disc series called Modular Sounds by Art State Digital, a guy called Andrzej Wilk, actually. The link will be in the show notes, and these the music discs, they are, in my opinion, really stylish if it comes to C64, and they look very modern, and the music is really great, and it pushes the good old Sid um in my opinion to to the limits so if you have a moment just have a look hi rob how are you a little bit croaky for some reason but otherwise i'm fine <laughs> um what have i been up to i've been given a couple of a500 pluses for uh recovery repair i suppose and uh restoration by a guy by the name of alistair over in edinburgh and uh, so he's after giving me two a500 pluses and a, a whole just a massive box of add-ons various like new cpus a590s, um, trapdoor RAM expansions, all all these little gubbins, and so I have to put them all together into something working. So, <laughs> so uh, that's what my room is covered in now at the moment. <laughs> Patron saint of Amiga repairs. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't uh, did Alistair join the uh, Amiga Facebook group recently? The name rings a bell. Possibly, possibly. If that's you, anyway, hi Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> I've just received, um, I haven't actually had time even to open the package yet, but it's an RGB cable for a VIC-20. So that's going to go into the museum and Alana at the museum has repaired the power supply. So thanks to that, Alana, we're going to have a, a running VIC-20 again, which is cool. Brilliant. And um, I just came into my room before we started recording and there's a silver box on top of my Amiga 1200 and it's got a window on the front and I can see there's a chocolate game controller inside it that my 10 year old left on it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, so she's going to get seriously spoiled this weekend. <laughs> Let's go on to the news. <laughs> Eyebrows 2.5 has been demoed at AmiWest and will be at Amiga 32 in Germany as well. Um, according to their press release uh, or their you know post on their website, it probably won't be released in, on time for the end of 2017, but they're working hard to get it finished. Um, the features include native OS 4 support, AmiSSL version 4 support, um, supporting downloads of files bigger than 4 gigabytes and there's other improvements listed as well. And on a similar note, the Voyager browser has been released under GPL. Um, it runs on Amiga OS, 64K, Coldfire and PPC. And... 68K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that too, too, too much Commodore 64 in the brain. And it supports uh, SSL up to version 3 at the moment, and it has a Flash plugin and an internal HTML. So a um, bit of browser activity at the moment. I'm pretty interested in Eyebrows 2.5. I know that it's just going to be a minor upgrade from Eyebrows 2.4, but still, this is really good. Um, a bit of disappointment is that it still doesn't support CSS. Mm. Yeah, it it's is. not. It's not that modern, yeah. and still, it's got. You know, it's it's a fully Amiga browser, so it's it's the lightest, it's the fastest. It supports native data types as well. 
So, uh, if it arrives, actually, you know, in, in 2017, which, which, you know, the chances are really slim, I'll just, you know, like, register it immediately, cause I think it's just, it's just really, really good one. But, um, still, CSS, guys, please, CSS. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big ask, unfortunately, you know, that's, yeah, that's I know. It. I realize that. But, um, yeah, I was always a fan of iBrowse, and it was one of the first browsers to have, uh, tabbed browsing. You know, long, long before Internet Explorer and... I think it was actually the first. Definitely for the, for its time, an excellent browser. Um, yeah. Yeah. Voyager is a good browser as well. Um, mm. And if, if, you know, if any developer had some, you know, like spare time, which is a, yeah, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> not a very, <laughs> not a very possible thing. It's a precious commodity these days. Yeah. So maybe if someone, you know, like, uh, Someone is around and has a flair for browsers. Please <laughs> interest yourself with you know with with Voyager. That would be absolutely awesome. As you know, as it's it's a really good one as well. Mm-hmm. To do anything meaningful in software these days just takes so much. Time. You actually need a team. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only solution. You need a, you know someone who's who would be like a project manager. And a person mm-hmm. who would just, you know, like, uh, manage a team of people, you know, and on a daily basis just, uh, uh, coordinate everything. Because otherwise I think it's just, it's just impossible. The, 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 the notion of a, you know, like, a, um, fully functional web browser is so vast that it's just way too much for one person, you know, in my opinion at least. Right, so we've got a second news item, and it's um, it's a news item about uh, the book, the book, the Commodore, uh, the Inside Story, a book by David Pleasance, and unfortunately, the book is going to be published in January. Um, previously, the date was, I think, as far as I remember, Christmas, uh, December. Yeah, but the book's been, the publishing has been postponed, unfortunately. But hey, we've got time. Yeah. And surprisingly, I suppose the uh, Brian Bagnell's Amiga book came out there recently, which is which might be a substitute as a Christmas present. Okay, you know that's okay, been fair enough. Talk, you know, he's been talking about releasing that for well, years. It's a follow-on to um, the rise and fall of Commodore, you see. And so, you know, there was a lot of demand for the Amiga bit, and so he started working on that, and then it went on. I think it had to be sort of re-kickstarted there recently, and so it was all a bit bit weird and uh, stuff but it has finally surfaced after so ever many years in limbo so um that's uh that's, that, that, that will be on my christmas list and then we get the the david pleasance one then in january to to stave off the winter blues well speaking of commodore history the guru meditation i've interviewed david pleasance and trevor dickinson about the fall of commodore and even if you know this story already inside out this interview is absolutely hilarious it's well worth a watch have you seen it guys I actually saw a bit of it. Yeah, I haven't. I'll have to watch the full thing. I have seen it all. It's it's been. Re- it, it was actually recorded during Ami Party in Poland in home. I had to see it. It was just mandatory for me to be honest. You know, to see it. I laughed so much watching that. Mm-hmm. She's like because Trevor is a very talkative guy, and he just you know he's got a great sense of humor. On the other hand, David is just like a like a true storyteller to me yes. you know yes you just yeah. you just you're just you know like uh he could be you know like a telling a tale you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know like tales you, you just sit down relax they're a perfect pair yeah yeah absolutely yeah listen and he talks talks with his you know like perfect voice 
Sure, you remember even t- chatting with him at the the last uh, Amiga Ireland meetup. It was just, you know, it was just so nice just to chat away and with the two of them. Yeah, that's the thing. Very easy to talk to. A good, yeah, like you say, good stories. Therefore, I really look forward, you know, uh, to reading Commodore the Inside Storybook. Do you remember David and Trevor coming in through the door on, at Amiga Ireland last January? To the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was it Space Odyssey 2001, as far as I remember? Yeah. I remember it now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It comes back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I think everyone should watch it. It reveals, actually, what's what was, you know, like, inside Commodore, you know, like a different view. Okay, so uh, next in the news items is the uh, Amy motherboard, a mini ITX Amiga motherboard. This was sort of talked about a while ago, I remember a couple of years ago, but it never actually sort of materialized until now. Basically what this is, is just a blank circuit board that is a sort of a standard form factor. So you can fit it in a sort of one of the, the mini PC cases. So, you know, the ports are in the right place and the, the board has the right holes in it for fitting in one of these small cases. It's essentially a sort of a a re-implementation of the Amiga 500. You have to fit it with old chips, you know, and, and with everything else as well, but it uses the original custom chips, the original CPU and all that, and just gives you a nice little form factor for maybe making a sort of a portable or semi-portable Amiga 500. It's a great little project. I'm glad to see it's sort of made the light of day, even in if, even if it is just a, a blank circuit board. I think it's even got Zorro, as far as I remember. It does, yeah, 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 it does, yeah. Um, now, you might be hard pushed to fit a Zorro card in a, a modern PC case, but um, yeah, it is there for some of the newer stuff, like a Prisma or, you know, one of these new modern sort of smaller Zorro cards would fit it quite well. Or even, you know, like a Thylacine, Thylacine USB card. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, the, the sort of the air quotes modern. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But yeah, absolutely. Although USB 1.1, but still... Better than nothing. It's, yeah, you're still talking, you know, an Amiga 500 with USB, which is uh, yeah. impressive in itself. Pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. The Amiga Ireland meetup is happening this January. We have some great workshops, guests and gaming competitions. And most of all, we have a lot of fun and pints. <laughs> <laughs> Visit AmigaUsers.ie to book your tickets for January 19th and 20th in Athlone. See you there. Also in the news, Resistance.no has just launched in recent days. This is a demo group and they've launched their website and they are recruiting. You can visit their site to find out more or to sample their demos. And the members come mostly from Norway, but they also have members from France, Poland, Germany, Hungary, USA, Denmark and Finland. How cool would it be to um, start learning uh, some low level coding with those guys? Mm, Absolutely. Awesome blah, definitely. It's it's a long time since I've heard of a uh, demo group recruiting. <laughs> it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially since there are so many of them already in it. That's a, a good sign uh, for the uh, you know for the demo scene and for the Amiga scene in general, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another news item that came out of Ami West is that uh, one of the guys there is working on a custom laptop case, so sort of a. Uh, a modular laptop case that takes a standard ITX or mini ITX motherboard. Um, so actually, and that would that would be an ideal uh, case for the for the Amy that we were just talking about. But um, yeah, so it'll take, it can take a a, a, a Tabor, which is so you know, one of the new Amiga One machines, or a, a mini ITX any mini ITX board, and so and basically give you a, a, a yeah a, a laptop format machine, so you can take it away with you. So that's that's very interesting now to you know finally have a a, a semi official portable Amiga. 
Yeah, it's great because it basically um, opens up the uh, possibilities for that board more now. So if people, you know, mm. people who mightn't be into desktops now, they've they've uh, they're potential buyers as well, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Another bit of news, uh, GeoTelnet for um, Wi-Fi modems has been released. This is a beta version at the moment, and it's a full-color ANSI ASCII Telnet client for C64 net Wi-Fi internet <laughs> modems, um, and it runs on GEOS, I'm assuming. And it also supports X modem transfers and has a phone book. That's mad. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I have um, an SD card reader on my Commodore 64. I, I must run GEOS on it and give it a go. Go for it, definitely. After, you know, like a uh, GeoLink, uh, which is a, you know, like a um, pretty decent, I must say, um, IRC client for C64. Now we've got, you know, like a Telnet client as well uh, for the Wi-Fi modems. I'm just curious if it supports SSH1 or SSH2 or both of them. Still, this is very, very impressive, and it shows that Commodore is still alive. C64 is still alive. Yeah. I was asking about SSH before um, on Amiga, and apparently the CPU just isn't up for the encryption. Well, the, the, that, that shouldn't really be the problem, but the, the, there are problems with um, with the latest SSL libraries, you know, so a lot of software isn't compatible with the newer stuff. So when you've got old clients, they just won't work with the newer uh, encryption libraries and that's that's it so that's why you know things like yam and the, the more modern browsers got a lot of updates recently to, to to fix that but um yeah i think the older ssh clients are probably left out in the cold as far as i remember am telnet on amiga and dc telnet they all they they both support ssh1 however um, I like running you know on my o30 for the time because i've got it here in, in the uk i've got um my Amiga 1200 with O30 only, but still I like running a Fusion and Shapeshifter on it. I have tried some uh, macOS actually apps, uh, and SSH2 actually works on you know like Shapeshifter and Fusion with macOS 7.6.1 and macOS 8.1. So I think it is doable actually on Amiga. My understanding was that just the CPU wasn't able to w- operate at the speed needed to to decrypt. But that's that's great if it's just compatibility, where you know some new software needs to be written to interface yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd love to be able to SSH into some Linux boxes from the Amiga. Voyager was part of the NetConnect Two bundle, wasn't it? There's, there was this whole suite of internet connection stuff. If Voyager has become open source, then maybe that will sort of pave the way for the rest of the NetConnect stuff, including AmTelNet and AmFTP and all that. And so then they, they, it might be easy to update them to support the latest uh, encryptions. Um, applications just like you said, like AmFTP and yeah. Telnet as well. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Just have to figure out who to annoy about it. <laughs> uh, probably, you know, the person involved in Vapovar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NetSurf has been updated, and that's um, that's a port for um, f- well, there's a port for the 60AK as well as OS4, and I think there's a port for MorphOS as well, isn't there? But anyway, it's I just don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, that that has been updated, and uh, it is getting regular updates, which is great. So that that has that does support CSS and has. Uh, reasonable JavaScript support, so a lot of heavy stuff won't run, but um, it it will work with a lot of more modern sites. 
it is quite slow on a, on an actual 68k, uh, Amiga. And, you know, it's quite resource heavy because it's basically a modern browser that's been ported to the Amiga. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a look. And it is, it's, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, it is possible. Uh, but it, you know, it's, it's, it can struggle on a weaker machine. But yeah, it's great that it's still being updated as well. I think the main issue with NetSurf, in my opinion, is that, um, it's been ported using SDL. And that's yeah. just, that is just absolutely, um, a killer. Yeah, it's, it makes it heavy, yeah. It's just so resource hungry. Therefore, um, even on Vampire, it's just, it's just slow. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Oh, like, it's, it's slow on my, uh, my G4 Amiga 1, so it's, uh, you oh, know. yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it, it runs, it's, it's usable there, but, um, yeah, 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 you know, you can, you can feel that it's a, it's a heavy bit of software. SDL, unfortunately. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but that's the thing, you know, it's, that's what makes it platform agnostic, I suppose, or relatively easy to port. I thought SDL would be okay. I mean, I've, I've actually done a bit of SDL programming some years ago and I've played a few SDL games, you know, on a, on, be- mm-hmm. on an average laptop. So why is it, why is well, SDL considered so, such a hog? Is it because of the older hardware? Yeah, basically there's no, there's no real hardware acceleration in it. So it, basically everything is drawn at a sort of a, a very simplistic level as far as the OS is concerned. So it, 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 it's essentially just building a bitmap and then throwing that into the browser window. And so that's, you know, if you can imagine rendering a web page on, on just on a massive bitmap and then transferring that the whole time, that's, it makes it a lot heavier than something that's sort of rendering sort of tiles on the fly. Now it could also be rendering tiles, but you know, it's not using any of the sort of any of the OS specific routines for acceleration or anything. So it, it makes it quite, it's yeah, it's it's like the lowest common denominator, really. So it's a lot of space for optimization. Okay, let's move on to the gaming section. First up, a new 3D voxel space shooter by Ralph Schmidt has been released on Aminet. It's being distributed as freeware, so thanks for that, Ralph. It's got some really nice 3D rendered sequences actually in the beginning, um, which are optional too, you can turn them off, and it's got really good music uh, in the intro. The game is 3D with a procedurally generated terrain, and your ship is hovering, your view is hovering above this terrain, and you're basically just uh, panning left and right to shoot your opponents, so the gameplay at the moment is primitive, um, it's, you know, just shoot everything, but the potential is pretty big there, um, so it's, it's a nice to see it. It's a large download, so it'll be a HD install only. Okay, this this kind of came out of nowhere. There's a like a new uh, top-down tank game, so t- a tank battle game that's for network play called Open Fire, and this surfaced at one of the uh, demo parties, like, which everyone slips my mind. But it's an open-source online uh, tank battle game, which is uh, which I, you know there, there are a couple of them around, and they're a lot of fun. So I haven't I've only just w- watched a brief video of this, uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to giving that a try because it looks it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Good game from a from recent party you know in in Poland called Retrocomp Lodera. That's so huge, right. huge demo scene party in Poland. Actually, I think it's the biggest now. And actually, another game called Glow, um, a 3D game, 3D shooter, um, has been released during that party as well. And the video of the game, you know, the gameplay, uh, will be in the show notes. 
the game um the game's got really good graphics and the overall mood is great as well so uh there is for the time there is no um a link for, uh, to download for the time being but um as soon as it appears i really encourage everyone to try it i'll give that a go and another release that's uh, great to see all these releases at the moment Isn't it? yeah um yeah. crazy crazy priest the final um release has been made by swordan.ie so um i mentioned swordan at the beginning here where i you know you can buy some nice retro hardware for commodore and amiga in ireland um they sell uh, you know modern electrical and computer stuff as well um, they service the retro scene pretty well uh, peter uh, who runs the business demoed crazy priest at amiga ireland here last january and he was learning to code as he was working on it. And so he finally has the finished goods. So fair play to you, Peter. And um, that's a good result for a first program. Yeah, well done, Peter. I haven't tried it, but the, the videos look really interesting. I think it, it took them nearly two years to finish, actually, this game, you know. So pretty impressive, really. But yeah, when you're learning to code, it's, a, it's a, like you say, a pretty good result. Okay. Um, so we've mentioned a couple of them before, but... Um, there are Damien D on the EA, EAB uh, Amiga forum has released some more games that were originally CD games and has released them as uh, as hard disk images f- that can be loaded straight into WinUAE and fired up and straight into the game, which is a great you know it's a great way of playing these games if you know because a lot of people don't have CD drives on their Amigas or you know th- you know the games can't be found anymore and so it's it's um. Yeah, it's it's you know it's a great service that he's doing for for all these games, and there's some here that I had always wanted to play, um, like Wasted Dreams and Codename Hell Squad. Uh, you know, I remember those coming out, and I never actually played them at the time. So there's something to be to uh, have a look at, and also a game that he had converted called Wet the Sexy Empire, which I hadn't heard of, but <laughs> sounds sounds interesting. <laughs> cool. And uh, I, I actually had a bit of banter with Damien D before the last event. He's a good guy. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there are some of these games that um, you know people just are on the forum, just suggest it to him, say, "Listen, I've been trying to play this game and I can't get it to work," and and he'll patch it and update it and create it like an all-in-one package for WinUAE, which is which is great. <laughs> Wet the sexy empire. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so apparently, some. <laughs> German game. I've never, I'd never heard of it before, but I think it's, um, I think it's a very interesting game. I've, I've seen it to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> There's a different game called Bing. If you have it, you know, spelled with double, double, uh, I, if you have, mm-hmm. you know, like spare five minutes, have a look. Very <laughs> I'd definitely do that. Yeah. That, that would, that, that could be called like Bing, the sexy <laughs> hospital. <laughs> 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 Have a look. <laughs> okay, on to discoveries. One discovery I had uh, very recently was a website called Amiga University. Now, it's um, actually offline at the moment, but I was able to get at it through those online caching sites. And um, they have sections on, you know, music, programming, graphics, all that kind of stuff. And... I don't know what state it's in now, but it's a great idea. I'd love to see, um, particularly with a lot of the resources that are available today, you know, like the tutorials um, that Miss Mad Lemon has done and Amiga Wasp and stuff like that. You could really um, collate some really good stuff together. Demo CD lights. 
was sent to me, a link actually was sent to me by my friend Mario DJ from Home Amiga Legion. And it's a collection of uh, modules or MP3s, you know, like that you can find on SoundCloud and you can actually listen to it. You know, some, some of the, some of the great music from, from demos of, of TBL or the other great groups. And it's just a great selection. So if you like demos in music, um, check the show notes. It'll be there. And you can build an Aros machine from spare parts thanks to three good videos that have been released by Stephen Jones. Um, and even if you don't plan on building a machine yourself, uh, it's good actually to see an expert showing some of what Aros can do. It's a really interesting watch, so check it out. While browsing um, the internet, I found an interesting site um regarding collection to the Amiga Video memory. It's 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 a site called AmigaVideo.net and you can find a lot of information regarding you know like video toasters or 3D modeler, rendering tools, Lightwave and Cinema 3D and 4D. And um as far as 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 far as I know, Amiga was, you know, like used to, to 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 render things for Star Trek TNG, was used to to to, to render, you know, Babylon five and, and 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 I'm not sure but I've I've heard that even Terminator too. So mm. uh if you have a spare moment, just have a look. Interesting, cool. very interesting site. Yeah, nice catch. I'll definitely be looking at that one. Um, it was really accidental. <laughs> I think um, the Amiga was used when they were doing the proof of concept for Jurassic Park. I think they were using Amiga. Oh, yes, as well. But the film itself, then they used something else. Silicon graphics computers. Yes. Yeah, but still, Amiga was involved. Mm-hmm, it was, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll take that. Pollyanna is an 8-channel tracker for Commodore 64, which was was something I thought I'd never see for the Commodore 64. It gives you a lot more creativity options, and especially if you're learning, uh, you know, the constraints can kind of be overwhelming in the beginning. So this is nice for beginners, but it's also good for people who know what they're doing. I am interested to learn what the trade-offs might be, if any, of having extra channels, like, you know, are they taking from somewhere else? Um, But it's really nice to, to see that because... There is actually a music project I would love to do. A few extra channels wouldn't go astray. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are familiar with uh, the Plip Box. It's about the parallel, a device that you connect to the parallel port, and you can have a, you can actually connect your Amiga 500 or 2000 or any other Amiga to the internet. A guy from Polish Amiga Portal, Techkain, has just upgraded it into a. Network interface and SD card reader <laughs> at, you know, at, at the same time. And the picture of, of that can be seen, uh, in the show notes. Also, I think the source for Plipbox Ultimate has been released on GitHub. So if anyone is, you know, like familiar with the soldering iron, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. go and check it out. Yeah, I will do. That's, um, that's mental. <laughs> you just need a, you know, like, like a c- clone of yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If you'd like to boot your computer up into an Amiga system in a really easy to use way, Amulator lets you do that by installing an Amiga system on a USB stick. So what it basically does is it puts an emulation system, FSUAE, on it. And then you go into your BIOS where you can set your computer normally to boot either from the other CD-ROM or the hard disk. 
and you just tell it to boot from USB and this will take you into UAE, which is fantastic because it's something mm. handy and small to bring on holidays and stuff like that. And so I, I, I take it that just runs on a, a minimal uh, Linux kernel of some sort. Yeah. Nice. There's a famous uh, competition in Amiga format many, many years ago for um, users to develop a, a game using BitBasic and using it because they had BitBasic on the cover disk. And it's famous because uh, Andy Davidson entered Worms into that competition. He wrote he wrote Worms with this uh, demo disk and sent it in and it didn't win. And <laughs> and it did very well despite that. But um, yeah, so that's that's the other entries from that competition have been found. And the guy called Eric Hogan is, uh, you know, has, re- has released the games. And so they're, they're available to download and is trying to get, uh, in touch with all the authors to get permission for releasing the source code. So, um, there's a link in the show notes to the EAB forum where he's, where he's working on that. But that's, um, some really interesting stuff, you know, because some of the games look quite polished. Some of them, you know, clearly look like they're, uh, you know, someone's just swapped out the sprites in some game and, <laughs> and, uh, cloned it. But, um, yeah, so some very interesting stuff there, you know, it's a good bit of history. Yeah, that is very interesting. Mm. Now, I should should note that the Worms entry itself isn't there. So um, that I think that uh, went its own way, as as we all know. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see what the early version of it was like and what features it had. But apparently from um, uh, an interview ages ago with Andy that um, very little had to be changed. They just recorded the different voices, as in different languages, and, you know, put some fancy title screens on it and that was about it you know it was pretty much done which is very impressive that is cool yeah Jesus, yeah. good for them that must have been kind of you know not to minimize it but it must have been a, a handy one for them you know going from yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like yeah. a lot of the work done at that point yeah 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 um, like, that's that's it i'm surprised they didn't just jump at it at the competition but sure yeah <laughs> there you go that's history yeah and obviously the Amiga format sele- the Amiga format didn't propel the winner or anything into fame like you know so <laughs> no that's it because yeah the, the the winner was a sort of an average kind of I think it was some sort of side-scrolling shooter and got published by uh, whoever they had a contract with to you know the winner was going to get published that was the prize but um, you know, I think it, it, it did average you know and kind of got forgotten with all the other space shooters so um we, yeah we must ask nick veach um if he was around for any of that uh, if he comes over in january oh, yeah yeah it's the scoop on it. yeah definitely okay who's going to remember that uh, <laughs> write it down yeah <laughs> let's record it write it down yeah <laughs> yeah so the last discovery i found a really good video on you on youtube called the sid chip by michael fox Trackers can be intimidating at, f- at first, you know, learning how to use them. Um, but he explains how the chip produces the sound it does. And he compares it to uh, the, the NES chip actually to do that. And he does an, an excellent job. He runs the um, the voices, the separate voices and the SID through um, a kind of an oscilloscope. So you can see the waves they can, they're capable of producing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, on the NES, like the NES had more voice channels, for example. So you could say it was a better chip, but actually each one was only like one channel could only do square wave. Another channel only did sawtooth. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Amiga, ch- the sorry, the Commodore 64, the SID voices were able to switch. They could do anything you wanted and they had filters and stuff. Um, so um, it's it's really cool because after watching this, when you go back to the trackers then and you're looking like at the terminology for, you know, filters and envelopes and all whatever, it, it makes a lot more sense. So this is a yeah. really good primer. Good one. Excellent. Really good find. 
Okay, let's go on to community news and events. Right, so the first event is a retro combo there 2017 as a demo party um, that took place uh, in Poland um, and uh, the the amount of actually demos and productions and games because there was a, a game dev combo is really overwhelming and um, the quality itself is really really good as well so uh, especially the Amiga demos the first three, four places are just absolutely mind-blowing, you know. And if you if you like demos, and if you like demos, if you like listening to music, and you like you know like that sort of art, I strongly encourage you to go to poet.net um, and uh, download them, listen to them, watch them, and you love it it's just it's just really great i think that you know the 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 level of, of of you know of quality was was even higher than from the last revision in my opinion so it was so great brilliant that's great yeah i'm excited to see that actually yeah definitely um another uh, recently passed event is ami west in sacramento usa um, uh, there was a lot of news out of there, actually. Trevor Dickinson announced the release of Enhancer 2.0 software, which supports more memory on Radon HD graphics cards. The Taber board was on show, minus audio, Ethernet and FPU emulation. Once finished, though, it can go on sale. Price of €400 Euro was mentioned again, but whether it will include the license fee for Amiga OS is yet to be confirmed. So um, a damn good price. Also, um, as Rob mentioned earlier, Hans de Ruter presented a DIY laptop kit for the A1222 uh, called Porsche. Um, it's just a concept for now. And one of the X5000 was running Morpho OS there too. It's an interesting twist. The Alice laptop then was discussed there. Um, and it had experienced a delay of about a year due to supplier issues and stuff like that. Now, I remember reading about this because a slight variation with a laptop. So you could buy the same laptop, you know, on the case, it could have the same name and number, but it could be different parts in the motherboard. But they've been using that time to introduce other new features, which weren't mentioned actually here. So we don't know what those new features are yet. The price will depend on the laptop model that they use, and there will be several configuration options available when buying. And other news from um, Ami West is that Hyperion have announced a Fedora 26 server edition. So it's a 64-bit server edition for Amiga One computers. Uh, it's not yet stable. Yeah, it's one of the, or possibly the big show of the year. So there's usually, usually a few interesting bits of news come out of it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. Okay, so uh, the other big show of the year is probably, you know, as in as general shows go, as, you know, separate from the demo parties, Amiga 32, which uh, which is actually only running a couple of years. It started off as a celebration of the 30th uh, anniversary of the launch of the Amiga there a couple of years ago. And that's held in Neuss in Germany. Now, that is happening on the 28th of October. Uh, so by the time this goes out, uh, it will already have happened. But, um, you know, it should be a similar idea to the Ami West to be all the big guns will be there and hopefully get some nice announcements and demonstrations from... Uh, from all the the big players, so uh, yeah, if you, if if you were at that by the time you listen to this, uh, let us know what you thought. I was hoping to get to that this year myself, but mm-hmm. 
my my how plans can change over uh, <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> yeah one of these years <laughs> on to the upcoming events then um on the 25th to 16th of november the red pill capacitor amiga party in malaga spain will be on and they have competitions for games music and demos and graphics um and also, actually, you can submit remotely if you're not able to make it there. So anyone, you know, from outside of Spain can um, submit their work. Um, so that looks like good fun, too. Mm-hmm. I just corrected there's 25th to 26th of November, <laughs> just just in case. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK, so it's time for our poll. Um, last time we ran a poll about the Amiga Ireland event in January to see what kind of workshops uh, and stuff people are interested in this year. Um, how did that go, Rob? Um, well, we some of the entries are older than others, so I don't know if it's a, a good representation. But uh, so far, the top entry is actually, uh, Rob, you have to also find some spare time for the SWAS tournament. So, um, <laughs> so I, I can assure you that won't be a problem, right? So, <laughs> um, I will definitely uh, get involved there. And I was going to say get knocked out of the first round, but I actually got... Ooh, third round last year, I think. But anyways, and that was also running the soldering workshop. So I, 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 I can handle it. But, um, yeah. So the next one was, um, so at, at the top of the, the other stuff is, um, seven for seven votes for an introduction to programming. And, uh, so I think that was something that we were talking about running the last, last year and we just didn't get around to it. So that's looks like a popular one. It's the most popular one at the moment. Um, after that, six votes for a terrible fire accelerator assembly workshop, which is, um, yeah, it's a really interesting idea, um, you know, to have a go of putting together a few of these, uh, terrible fire accelerators, which would be, which would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> it's definitely a good idea. Then we had five votes for repeating last year's soldering workshop. So that's good. Uh, four for some technical presentation on the, on some aspect of the Amiga hardware to be determined. Two for emulation, how and why. One for a presentation on game cover art. Now, I don't know how technical a presentation that would be, but yeah, it's a nice idea. Maybe maybe someone else could do that. And uh, one for a presentation on all things power supply related. So out of that bunch, it looks like uh, programming is winning at the moment, but we'll leave, the, we'll leave that poll open until close to the time as well. So um, it might change in the meantime. Issue that there might be with the terrible fire thing is it's it's there's more to it than just soldering. You know, you have to pro there's some JTAG programming or some uh, CPLD programming, and that might complicate things a little bit. But I'll have a look and see see what's involved. I'd want to put one together for myself first before I go trying to show other people how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it might be a bit ambitious for a two day workshop. But I, I think even sort of maybe if if I was to do the soldering again to do more um, hot air soldering, you know, because it was mostly the the standard through hole soldering with the soldering iron that I was doing last year. So um, yeah, so maybe that's an aspect, and and you know the hot air soldering and the drag soldering and stuff like that are techniques that could be used for the terrible fire accelerators mm-hmm. so we'll have a look we'll have a look anyway the vote like i said that the, that poll is still open uh, uh on the facebook page so um it can change cool lovely mm. oh and uh no one voted for go home so <laughs> that's good to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah great <laughs> never <laughs> right and we've got another poll um the question this time is do you plan on any commodore or amiga purchases for christmas um answer a is yes 
and Sibi is no, and NCC I don't know. Uh, if my wife, girlfriend, partner permits me. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. This is a very you know like a straightforward, just straight in your face, mm-hmm. Paul. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes with this one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, don't know if I'll be buying anything, but like I said, I'm gonna have the uh, the Amiga Years book on my uh, on my Santa list, so uh, we'll see. Hopefully, that'll arrive from someone else. <laughs> it is a it's a bit early for the question, but we, it was, it'd be nice to get the results in for the December episode of this Absolutely, podcast. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know if you know, I've bought a few things, like I've bought the um, the Bitfrost. Um, the LED module. The LED, thank you. LED module. Um, <laughs> yeah. For yeah, the 1200, LED. which was cool. And I've bought, you know, a few bits and bobs that I can't recall off the top of my head. Yeah, I'll have to think about that one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Luke? I don't know. Hard for me to say, to be honest, you know. I'll be busy with my daughter, so she gets the priority. <laughs> <laughs> Proper order. Mm. Right, well, that's it from us for this month. Um, we'll have our interview episode coming out in two weeks and we'll be back with our normal episode uh, the following month. So thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to vote on our poll. And uh, if you'd like to elaborate on that, you can contact us. You can get us on Twitter or email us at info at AmigaUsers.ie. Uh, music was by Virtual Dimensions and Banjo Guy Ollie. And we'll see you all. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Um, I forgot about the music we're going to play out with. Um, AmiWorks does live piano versions of Amiga tunes. And, um, the, this month's tune is coming from his compilation called Amiga Meets Piano Volume 2. And the song on this one is called Monkey Island. That's all from us for this month. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hello. Hello. It's <laughs> 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 Kids, whatever you want when you're cooking it yourself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>